0: Here's a message from Ken Lavica. I'm not ashamed to say it. I'm a man who cries. And you know what? I get a little misty-eyed when it comes to sports. And this weekend, I felt some tears over a couple of different things. Let's talk about it in a man's circle. Christina Costanza, hit the open.
1: On your mark. Get set. Go! You are listening to Ken Lavica Live. Presented by FAU, MBA, and Sport Management Programs. Turn it up! Turn it up! From the Anajar and Bean Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, it's Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. Come on, men.
0: Reach deep into your soul. Find the emotion. Now, women, you can do this as well but you have an easier time than men do when it comes to this. There were legitimate, emotional, tear-inducing sports moments over the weekend. We need to reflect, and yes, we'll invite Tina into our man circle as well. Ken Levick alive here on ESPN 106.3, the free ESPN app, and on your smart speakers and a John Levine Accident Attorney Studios, downtown West Palm Beach, Phillips Point Towers, off of the chilly and seasonably cool Intracoastal. Theo Dorsey, because it's Monday, he's with us, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX, Fox 29. You seem like a a, a man who can show some emotion. You're not afraid. You're not going to bottle it in. You'll let people know when you're happy or you're sad or you're angry or you're grateful. You're comfortable with yourself, Theo. That's right, man.
2: Sometimes I listen to a little Drake. You know, sometimes (laughs) I just open up. Uh You know, it's cool, man. (laughs) You
3: you
0: know that you're able to get in touch with your emotional side when you sit down, listen to Drake. And then... The tears flow. Tina, I know that she cries.
3: Oh, I cry all the time. You're a cry. I'm a crybaby. Yeah, I have way too many emotions. Yes.
0: And by the way, uh, this is my first time back in the studio in, in six days, and it's good to see that uh, we have not yet fixed the studio clock. <laughs> that, so well that, done, that, everybody that's, involved. No,
3: that has been my job, I'm mm-hmm, pretty sure, but mm-hmm. uh, it's very hard to change the clock in here.
0: Can well, you reach it? Yeah, that's you? the problem. She hasn't changed it because she can't reach I it. I can't reach it, right. so I
3: have to stand on a rolling chair, and <laughs> no one's ever in here, and I'm going to fall, yeah, that's... And, and then you can't see it. It's very difficult. Yeah, so how about we, Ken? Let's together figure this out after the show.
2: I'll let's see if I have time. <laughs> you can stand on Ken's shoulders. Yeah. There we go. <laughs>
3: no, it's
1: a <laughs> little more
2: stable.
0: Leo,
3: you're tall enough. Let's I'm, fix it after the show.
2: We we can try
0: for it. I don't. <laughs> what button do I push? We'll we'll figure it out. Yeah, don't yeah. worry. The three of us <laughs> should be able to figure it out. Uh, I I want to talk about uh, seeing things that cause you to feel something like this is legitimate. This weekend there were a number of things like that that took place and it's tough to actually rank them and I was thinking about which one made me feel most emotional over the weekend in a good way in a good way not in a bad way there were a lot of positive ways to feel about this and you know who actually was the one who got me to really sit down and ponder feeling good and having tears well up and appreciate what you're watching, it was actually Captain COVID himself. Mm. It was the emperor of Ivermectin. It was <laughs> the, the high priest of horse medicine mm. himself, Aaron Rodgers, who after the game last night, a win over the Seattle Seahawks, And Russell Wilson, what a brave comeback from that finger injury. I'm glad you you showed us every step along the way only to lay an egg (laughs) at Lambeau Field, you and your nerdy, cheesy video. But this was Aaron Rodgers after the game last night discussing some of the things he was feeling as he walked off the field victorious at Lambeau.
1: Aaron, why were you misty-eyed after a game in the middle of November?
2: You know, I just don't take these things for granted. Uh, Walking off the field as a winner... You know, it's fun beating uh, beating that squad. We've had some battles over the years, but walking, I mean, just walking out with Preston, who I have so much love and appreciation for, and then hearing that type of response from the crowd was uh, just a little extra special tonight.
0: That's kind of cool. And Aaron Rodgers, I mean, we're we're talking about an indescribable turd at this point, <laughs> but but I I get it. I get it. I'm sure that it meant a lot to him to be accepted by the fans, after spending a week and a half just being completely crapped on for good reason, but I'm sure it felt good. If you put yourself in Aaron Rodgers' shoes, and again, uh, you're you're pumped full of Ivermectin, and you walk off the field victorious, and people are clapping for you and cheering for you, I'm sure it felt good, and he got misty-eyed. Yeah, I felt misty-eyed watching what happened Saturday in Tallahassee. Now, I am a Canes supporter. I have a wife who, if she hears me saying this, I may be staying at a hotel tonight, okay? Wow. But, after all that Florida State has been through, with your former national championship head coach leaving the roster in shambles... Completely torpedoing the program because as soon as he won a national championship, he just started look, looking elsewhere for other suitors for those who would, as the kids say, give him the bag, <laughs> and just flirted over and over and over again. Meanwhile, he didn't recruit, he didn't coach, he didn't care. And so he leaves to go take the bag at Texas A&M. He found the side piece and went to move in with the side piece, okay? A
2: big bag, too.
0: A big bag, and the <laughs> side piece lived in a big house. Nice. Um, but then you go and get a coach who is able to come back home, and the fans watch as all the blame is piled on him for the garbage roster and the garbage culture that he inherited, so much so that the money people say, Uh, Yeah, get out of here. Year and a half, get out of here. So Willie leaves. So then you go through another coaching change. And last year is just a mess. Early rumblings and rumors and players coming out and saying that there might be a divide, potentially racially, between players on the team and new head coach Mike Norvell. You lose embarrassing games. This season starts. You lose at home to Jacksonville State. You have... Florida State players proposing to their girlfriends on the field as Jacksonville State is celebrating in <laughs> Tallahassee. But then you start to figure it out a little bit. And then you start to get some consistency. And then you start to see someone like Jordan Travis develop into a player, Benjamin Zone, Palm Beach County Zone. And it culminates in Saturday with a game where you get up big and then you watch Miami, who's been playing good football. Come all the way back. The same Miami team whose fans said, yeah, this season's been a wash, but at least we'll beat Florida State. Mm. The Canes come all the way back, and then FSU finds a way to show gravitas. Finds a way to present fortitude. Finds a way to come back. Converts on fourth and 14 and wins the game. And suddenly the trajectory of the Florida State program seems to be upward upward as opposed to in the basement. That, to me, watching that, because there's so many Palm Beach County, Treasure Coast kids, who have been or are part of that Florida State program, to see Jordan Travis step up and get the job done, that made me a little misty-eyed. It came at the hands of the Canes, and that sucks, but Florida State is better than what they've presented over the last three, four years. And now it feels like Florida State has a path, and that's a good thing for everybody involved. Florida State finally playing up to potential, and you start to see light at the end of the tunnel. Maybe you can pull out of this. That made me a little bit misty-eyed. That was really, really encouraging to see. What about you, Theo? You getting in touch with your inner emotional
2: Theo Dorsey. Mm. What brought a little bit of moisture to your eyelids? Well, you know, it, it had been a rough patch. For me, as an NFL fan, as of late, um, I root for the Carolina Panthers. Panthers fan, yep. And Sam Darnold uh, had really turned back into the you know the pumpkin, or however that works with Cinderella. I haven't watched the movie in a while, (laughs) but that was over with. And you know, we that was a really good Disney synopsis, by the way. (laughs) He turned back into a pumpkin. I think that's what happened. (laughs) Yeah, you're fine. (laughs) So we 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 go back and we get Cameron Newton, and I didn't even think he would play this weekend. And they activate him, and they say he's not going to He's gonna back up P.J. Walker. And on the first drive, the Panthers march into the red zone, get right up on the goal line, sub Cam Newton in. And in the, in the same year or the same stadium that he had his rookie debut, 422 yards, a record, his first play in, it looked like he was bottled up. They hiked the ball, Cam Newton, in this, in this you know, pseudo, you know, he's the only guy back there thing. He's the sweep right. It's a pure QB sweep right. It looked like he was bottled up. I was a little nervous. He breaks free, shoots to the outside, stiff arms a guy, and falls in the end zone. Gets up, runs to the camera, and announces to the world he is back. And, and Ken, you, you said you, you know I'm allowed to get emotional. Yeah, you are. This is a free space, no judgment zone, dude. Hey, it's like you know how like you want that old thing back. Yeah, the Carolina yeah. Panthers wanted that old thing back, and they and it worked out. Then he scores another touchdown to Robbie Anderson, and I don't know. I feel like everything was right with the world. The, you know, Arizona Cardinals had the best record in the league. The Carolina Panthers spanked them on their home turf, 34-10. Cam Newton is back. I'm a happy camper.
0: I tell you, hearing you describe Cam, and stay with me, Tina, because this is right up your alley, okay? It feels <laughs> like a Hallmark movie, all right? And in this, in this situation with Cam Newton, the Panthers and Carolina fans and Cam – High school sweethearts. Mm. They grew up together. They realized in high school, hey, we're in love. And they dated. They were the highest of highs, <laughs> the lowest of lows, the memorable prom. But then they both went to different colleges. Mm. It just happened that way. They had great times. Uh, they were so many firsts for one another. Yes. And then they, they went off to different schools. Carolina went to, I don't know, Charlotte Community College. <laughs> and uh, Cam Newton went up to, to Harvard. Chase's dream. And then it just it didn't work out. And so there was a class reunion. Mm. Cam came back. Panthers fans, they, they met in the school gymnasium and realized we need to rekindle this relationship. And it's love. It's a stronger love than it's ever been. <laughs> yeah, and that is the hallmark movie featuring Cam Newton and the <laughs> Panthers right now.
3: I'm watching it. Yeah. I liked it. Ken. Absolutely,
2: it was Absolutely.
0: beautiful. Yeah. Was beautifully that put. Was, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I I don't know who it stars. Maybe the w- woman who was DJ on Full House. I don't know. Mm. But it'll <laughs> star some sealess actress, and it'll be beautiful. What sports <laughs> moment made you misty eyed over the weekend? Eight 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 seven six zero three seven seven six eight 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 760 3776 and tweeted us at ESPN West Palm. Which sports moment made you misty eyed over the weekend? For me, it was watching Florida State at all the frustrations of the last four or five years completely dissipate. Even if it was for a night, beating Miami, sending a message that, you know what, we've got guts, we've got fortitude, we are here to battle, we believe in one another. That made me misty-eyed even if it wasn't my team for Theo it's rekindling the passion Mm. with Cam Newton Cam Newton not only to Panthers fans but Cam Newton to the rest of the NFL where he can almost just stick up a middle finger and say I think a lot of you never wanted to see me back and guess what not only am I back I'm back in a place that has completely uninhibited love for me yep that will always accept me, where I can be me. I'm not in the stuffy recesses of New England any longer Mm. under the evil eye of Bill Belichick. I can be Cam Newton. And I came out, and I touched the ball twice, and I scored twice. I'm back. And that rightfully made Theo emotional. Hey, out there, it's Monday. Maybe you had a rough weekend. Maybe some of you were a little bit hungover and a little emotional as it is. Open up. Let's talk about it. We're here for you. No judgment zone. If you got weepy or you feel weepy over something sports-wise, let's talk about it. We got misty-eyed for positive reasons. Maybe there's negative reasons you got misty-eyed. Maybe you want to cry it out here. Maybe you're upset about something. Canes fans, 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776, and you can tweet at us, at ESPN. West Palm, and by the way, breaking news out of Florida Atlantic, Joey Thomas, wide receivers coach, has uh, been let go by Willie Taggart. Heinz Ward is now Florida Atlantic's new wide receivers Hines coach. Hines Ward? Where'd they find that guy? Like, who is that? I've never heard of him.
3: <laughs> <laughs> who, who is this
0: Heinz Ward Hines guy? Ward? So Heinz Ward, uh, for all of you Steelers fans, is now FAU's new uh, wide receivers coach. Tina, who are we going to first? Who are we going to? Who are we going to hear of, of sports tiers from Hurst, uh first today?
3: Elric in West Palm.
0: Elric is in West Palm. Elric, open up to us, please. I'm really glad you're back. By the way, <laughs> Thank make you. the show better. Appreciate Imagine it, man. Not gonna lie. Um. So.
4: You know, I don't know. The Champions Tour probably goes under the radar a little bit, but I don't know if anybody saw what Phil Mickelson did on Saturday. There was an old lady behind one of the greens Mm -hmm. at Phoenix Country Club, and she was just sitting in her backyard with a big sign that says, Phil, you're my boy. I just turned 90, and one of the scoring bearers asked him after he played the hole. He said, hey, Phil, did you see the lady's sign? And he goes, no, I didn't. And he walks over, and he sees the sign, and he gives her like a ball and a glove, and I just I think for Phil too, at his age, yeah. you know, I thought about him winning the PGA this year, right? And then won four or six times in the, on the Champions Tour. And I just think Phil is such a good dude and stopping there in the middle of a round trying to win and seeing an old lady like that's pretty
0: cool. That is really, really cool. And it is so unselfish of him. And Elric, appreciate the call. Uh, Champions Tour, by the way, for anybody who uh, who isn't aware, is what was formerly called the Senior PGA Tour. It's what the Timber Tech Championship was last mm-hmm. week at the Old Course at Broken Sound. Yeah, that is that is really, really cool on yeah. Phil Mickelson's part. You know what else made me tear up a little bit? And we're going to get to it with Marcel Louis-Jacques, the NFL Nation ESPN Dolphins reporter, in just a couple of moments. Uh, What happened Thursday with a guy who's been much maligned, who I think has been treated unfairly, who came in and provided a spark for his team, and that was Tua. Mm. I mean, Tua, the relief, a guy who didn't even uh, use the eye black for the crosses on his face because he just assumed he wasn't going to play because of what may be a pseudo-benching from Brian Flores, his head coach, and he came out and... helped lead his team to an impressive victory over the Ravens of all squads. In a game that everybody thought was going to be a blowout. And it wasn't. And it was Tua stepping up, getting his due, having responsibility placed on him, and performing. And that made me misty-eyed as well. Hey, it is time on a Monday to check and tap into your emotions. I am here for you. I was gone almost all last week. It is great to be amongst all of you people again in Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast, and I feel... A tight-knit bond with them, Theo. Mm -hmm. And I want everybody to know, we can cry together. Which sports moment made you (laughs) misty-eyed over the weekend? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And tweeted us, at ESPN West Palm. We'll continue to cry together when we come back. He's Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. Christina Costanza, she's weeping with us as well. I'm Ken Lavica,
1: and I am going to get some tissues. We're live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Lavicka Live on ESPN 1063. Here's Ken Lavicka. It's okay to cry
0: if Aaron Rodgers can get misty-eyed. After a win, we can too. We're our own men. We can cry. Don't judge. I'm not going to judge. I think it makes you more of a man, Theo, yeah. if you cry. Yeah, you're comfortable. Absolutely. That's why I never had a problem with the Dick Vermeil crying after like every game.
2: Yeah. Cry <laughs> away. Yeah. yeah. Ken
0: Levick of Theo Dorsey. Ken Levick alive here on ESPN 106.3. Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX, Fox 29. What sports moments over the weekend made you misty-eyed? For me, it was seeing Florida State pull it together and come up with a massive win for a program that has been The Pits. Over the last five years, Theo, he had, it might not have even just been an emotional experience. It was kind of a religious experience watching Cam Newton yesterday.
2: Oh, yeah, man. And he, he brought out the church quotes
0: <laughs> right after he got the win. He is a preacher in waiting. Oh, yeah. That's what he's doing post-career, I think. Guaranteed. Uh, Tina, it doesn't even have to be sports. Did you cry at everything or anything? At <laughs> <And> everything. everything? <laughs> <Crying> <laughs> slip. Did you cry at anything over the weekend?
3: No, but I will say this. The Steelers... Tying the Detroit Lions <laughs> uh-huh. makes me cry. Oh yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. That's you're a Steelers girl. Yes. Yeah, and they tied
3: with the Lions. Yeah. Yeah. That's bad.
0: It's that- almost worse than losing to the Lions. It's seriously. Like- there was seriously. no Ben, but there was no reason to tie. And if you're oh. the Lions, hey, you can't be 0-17 mm. if you tie. Mm. Good job, Detroit. Uh, what sports moment made you misty-eyed over the weekend? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. On Twitter, at ESPN West Palm, I need to tell you before we hit the phones about the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. FAU.edu slash MBA Sport. You know, let me repeat that. It's important. FAU.edu slash MBA Sport. Why am I repeating that twice right away? It's because I know a lot of people that... Want to get into sports. They love sports. It's their draw. They want to get into the industry. And they don't know how. And it's frustrating. Well, that's why I, I just gave you the website again. FAU.edu slash MBA sport. Because that is the path. That is the way into the sp- sports industry. And it, it doesn't matter if you want to work in the front office or in an on-field role or maybe in a local sports commission or in college athletics. This is where you learn. The FAU MBA Sport Management Program is taught by professors who are in the sports industry. All of this knowledge are things that they are experiencing now. It's not from some textbook twenty years ago. This is modern day. It's getting you best prepared, and it's one of the top twenty MBA Sport Management programs in the world. And it's right in your own backyard in Boca Raton. FAU.edu/slash/mba/sport. The FAU MBA Sport Management Program. FAU.edu slash mba sport Tina, who are we going to to talk about a little sports and a little crying steven and west palm steven in west palm bear your soul to us friend
4: <laughs> what's up ken i got two things yep. one is quick oklahoma losing my cousin's a starting corner over there so them am losing one oh man yeah and uh miami man i'm sure i really want you to touch on that i'm I really will. curious to what you feel about it what's up with miami it's like every year we beat teams we're not supposed to beat and lose to teams we shouldn't. Similar to the Dolphins, I'm just – I don't know. I just want to know what you think about that. Are you talking Are
0: you talking Dolphins or are you talking Hurricanes or both?
4: Oh, I'm talking Dolphins. I mean, Hurricanes, <laughs> we, we beat Baltimore. So I went to the game, actually. So I have nothing bad to say about them yeah. right now. But yeah. um, Hurricanes, like, there's no reason why we should have lost to Seminoles. I mean, I it's, agreed. it's just – I don't know. I'm just curious what you got to say. Yeah, right?
0: no, no, and, and we, we will. I will touch on the Dolphins here in a moment with Marcel Louis-Jacques, and then I have a I have a lot of thoughts on what happened to Miami and what should happen to Miami All after right, cool, Saturday. Please. Appreciate it, Steven. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Tina, talk to me.
3: Paul and Boca. Hey, Paul.
0: Paul, let's chat about emotions. Well, Ken, I think
4: you're probably the best guy to do this with, given – what you invest into your calls of these games mm-hmm. that you do for FAU, and I know maybe winning has become a little bit more custom in Boca Raton since the Lane Kiffin days, and now you know with Willie Taggart. But we were listening to the call just at the end of the game, and I mean, I know you've been there through the years of the three <laughs> consecutive years of three and nine with Charlie <laughs> Partridge, and yeah. the many years with Coach Nellenberger after they did the back-to-back bowls. So much disappointment, and the, the ability that you have to inject. Emotion into the fan base is, uh, it's invaluable and we appreciate that. But I, we were listening to your call at the end and it's the first time I've heard you in a while. You really felt let down. I could hear it in your voice when you said that's about it. And so, then, unfortunately for us, he was like okay, well, let's click over to the Miami FSU game, and then mm. my son got to hear uh, the collapse there as well. Yeah, so yeah, little, little solid Saturday. Missy, yeah, think.
0: good, good, good stuff there on Saturday. Sounds like Paul and Paul. Real quick from from an FAU standpoint, uh, it, it, we are now spoiled because of 2017 and 2019 at Florida Atlantic. Like we are, and uh, it's good. It's good to feel spoiled as a fan base. And uh, what's happening now is that you have a lot of new injected personnel and a lot of expectations because they're super athletes, but some of them haven't quite rounded into football players yet. And uh, Willie Taggart has acknowledged it, and the frustration is when you commit 12 penalties and well over 100 yards in a game where you're by far the more superior team from a talent standpoint, that's the frustration. And that's what's happening to FAU right now. And I don't think it's a long fix But I do understand and I do feel frustrated when anytime you're committing 12 penalties and losing because of that against a team that you should beat and you're superior then, that's exactly what happened Saturday. And I do appreciate the kind words, Paul. Thank you. It's in any level of sport, Theo, whether it's FAU, whether it's Miami, whether it is the NFL, you commit 12 penalties over 100 yards in a game, that ain't it. (laughs) Tough to win that. Yeah. You're almost never going to win. It doesn't matter. Who you're playing. And I was frustrated at the end of uh, FAU in Old Dominion. And in my spot is the play-by-play voice. I'm not going to sit there and just rip people apart. That's not my job. My job is to convey. And I do hope I conveyed just how frustrating and disappointing Saturday was. Because there's a standard at FAU. And I think everybody, I'm not speaking out of turn. Anybody on that roster and certainly anybody on that coaching staff would agree with what I'm about to say. That wasn't good enough, In at Old Dominion. It just wasn't. And so, doesn't matter. Any level of football, if you make the mistakes FAU's making right now, you're not going to win. And now they have two games to win one to go to a bowl. And I think they're going to do it. This week's going to be hard. They go to Western Kentucky, a team that has championship aspirations and a great offense. But you know what? This would be a great time to go backs against the wall and start swinging. Yeah. And I think Willie Taggart's going to have his guys ready. Who else are we talking to, Tina. Joe in Jupiter. Joe is in Jupiter. Joe, you're on Ken LaVic Alive. Joe, what made you teary eyed this weekend?
3: I got to first
4: give you up some flops. You and your show, first of all. Okay. Teary eyed at, at the end of last week. When I tune in at noon, they realize that y'all aren't on the air. I'm real and I look for, I look forward to that, yeah, Joe. That, I appreciate that, that's a props that. to you on your show.
0: Thank you, D- I I will I will right now just bring you to my radio bosom and and rub your back. Thank you for that, Joe. <laughs> I appreciate that.
4: I have another point, but yeah, I want to let you know that. Appreciate it. it. I mean, that's you know nothing, nothing wrong with Bart Hahn, you know, on the ESPN national at
0: all. But you know, we, yeah. we look forward to it, that. They're good, they but, do, and, and but they're not Ken and Theo. Who is that's right? I mean,
4: who <laughs> is to be quite honest? Joe. Absolutely, yeah. And then the, 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 the second point I had is the happy cry is the endurance and the Dak Prescott, all i got to say. Yes. He heard the news all week long. Yes, He came out and just, even though we're up by 30, still runs it in on his own and runs that guy over, and we went by 40. Dak's a man. He wanted to show the world and the nation yeah. that we're for real, Joe, period. You're so.
0: exactly right. Dak is a man, and uh, we've talked about him, Theo. Like, Dak... Dak, I think, is going to win the MVP. Who's been better for the entire season to this point
2: than Dak? No no quarterback's been more consistent. Because
0: after, after Thursday, after watching Lamar and seeing what the cover zero did to Lamar, now Dak, to me, is the front runner. We know what that means. Dak's probably going to face plant of next course. week. But Dak Prescott, for the full season, has been the best player.
2: He has been. Yeah. It's been that good. Kyler Murray has a shot when he comes back. Yeah, uh, but he's, he's yeah. already missed, what, two games? He yeah. might miss a third. Dak Prescott right now, the front run. The
0: man, from the injury last year to then uh, the potential of, <laughs> we were thinking Tommy John surgery mm-hmm. when he had those issues in the preseason, to what he's done and what he's been, how would you not get misty-eyed over that? I mean, that guy rules. He flat-out rules after battling for two seasons to win God, th- these contract battles with Jerry Jones. He should have gotten a deal done two years ago and had to wait and wait and wait and wait and wait. And now, I mean, he's making Jerry Jones look good, but also look bad for waiting that long.
2: And I have a question about Dak Prescott, because he's a Cowboys quarterback, which you think would be a polarizing position to be in. Mm -hmm. But does anybody dislike Dak? I I just haven't met anybody. You're
0: right. That's a tough sell to dislike Dak, partly because he's got that, uh, th- this consistent oh he's gonna he's gonna fall short.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, that's always surrounded him, and I don't know if it's because he wasn't the most sure thing coming out of Mississippi State. Yeah, I didn't believe in him, and then I started to believe a little bit. Yeah, but then you always just wonder if he hit his ceiling. It was clear that he hadn't hit his ceiling. The Cowboys are. I can't believe this, but they are maybe the most under the radar elite team in the NFL right now, and I think it's because they're so damn consistent. Yeah, like have they made some? Have they have they had some flops this season? Yeah, but for the most part, they've played superior football no matter who they're playing, and they've been so consistently good that you're just sort of taking them for granted right now.
2: Yeah, and they edged out that Chargers win early when the Chargers we thought were contenders, so yeah. nobody you know flaked at that, and then they had the Broncos game, which was weird. Um, which was you know Dak's first game back right after the yeah injury. Yeah, yeah yeah so but they
0: should have beat the bucks in week one they should have
2: beat and the bucks. other than
0: those the, other than the the Broncos game what's not the love about them
2: everything's been perfect everything's it has been, been
0: perfect yeah that, it, it has been perfect which is why we just don't pay attention to them yeah <laughs> because it's been perfect but it's also been and this is rare for the Cowboys almost zero drama no drama it's been no drama and that's even with Mike McCarthy as your head coach. Like they've somehow gone drama-less and been nearly flawless with Mike McCarthy's game management.
2: Yeah.
3: What?
0: Tina, should we take this call or should we break?
3: Let's take it now. All right, let's
0: take it now. Who do we have, Tina? Scott and Jupiter. Hey, Scott's in Jupiter. Scott's on Ken LeVick Alive. Hey, Scott.
4: Hey, Ken. Hey, Theo. What up? Um, I'll, I'll, I'll... Good, thank you. I'll tell hey you what Tina. made me cry this weekend.
0: <laughs> hey Tina. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, T- don't worry, Tina. Tina. So Tina's sorry. gonna have her own platform at three <laughs> on her actual show. Don't feel bad for her, Scott. Uh I'll never forget Trust
4: me, <laughs> Tina. Sorry.
3: <laughs> no worries. Um Scott.
4: I'll tell you what made me cry is seeing how good the Patriots are yet again with yeah. somebody that was yeah. underestimated in yeah. Mac Jones. It just blows my mind. But
5: yeah. uh, now,
0: Scott, and you've you've listened to this show enough to know that uh, I am I am not necessarily how do they say I guess pro Mac Jones or pro Patriots, and I've tried to undercut Mac Jones because early he was only throwing four and five yard completions, but what he's done over the last three weeks or so. Even I can't deny it anymore they're a um, they're a playoff team, and Mac Jones is only yeah. getting better and and better and so you're crying tears of joy because they're starting to rip people apart. It's not just winning or finding ways to win like they're kind of throttling teams right now
5: agreed, and it makes me
4: wonder who the decision makers are for the dolphins that are just overlooking so much talent and we're just I, I've been a lifelong Dolphins fan, and I just, I, I I don't know. I give up.
0: Oh, so they are tears of sadness for Scott. Uh, Scott, <laughs> we're, don't worry. We're going to dive into this in a second here, and uh, we're going to talk a little Dolphins because while there is not uh, a ton of feel-good here and appreciate the call, uh, I do think you saw some flashes of something decent on Thursday, or at least I'm going to try and help you grip to something positive. With that. Ken LaVica, Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. Ken LaVica live here on ESPN 1063. Christina Costanza running things, making sure things go smoothly. I'm going to be back with Tina at 3 o'clock. And we're not talking like a Best of Ken Levic Alive or something pre-recorded. Mm. We're damned live. It's the home team with me and Tina at yes. 3 o'clock. How jacked are you, Tina?
3: I'm pumped. <gasps> we both got Damn. espresso drinks already. Oh, it's yeah. going to be a blast.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, uh, Tina helped caffeinate me before the show. I'm I appreciate on my second that. coffee She's on her second iced coffee right now. Uh, Theo has an iced coffee <laughs> right yeah. now. That's the key to this show. You want to <laughs> know why we have a nice following? You want to know why we're entertaining? It's because we're on stimulants all the time, damn it. <laughs> what sports moment made you misty-eyed over the weekend? 888 760 Tweet us. You always can at ESPN West Palm. Hey, Greenway Kia West Palm Beach. It's where I got my Kia K5 GT. Speaking of making me misty-eyed and emotional, I love that car. It is so smooth. It is so fun. I've got the room in the back for the girls, bringing them to kindergarten and daycare each day, and then I'm able to have some daddy time and maybe open it up a a little bit on 95 but also doing it in a safe manner but that's why I love my Kia K5 GT and I got it at Greenway Kia West Palm Beach they can give you your dream car as well at Greenway Kia West Palm Beach and for a lot of people Theo you know this sometimes it's not a dream car sometimes you just need a car. Yeah. And you need a car <laughs> that is going to be more than just some clunker that you pick up on some side road gravel parking lot for $50. You need something that is going to be dependable, something that is going to be serviced at some place dependable. Uh, you need a car that is going to work for the family, and you need something And you need something from where you trust. And that's Greenway Kia West Palm Beach. Greenway Kia West Palm Beach is a half mile south of Palm Beach International Airport on Military Trail in West Palm. You can't miss it. Big, massive, oval Kia sign out front. But what they're going to do is they're going to make sure that you not only have a great car buying experience, they're going to put you at ease when it comes to payments as well. If your credit sucks, that's fine. They are going to do everything they can to get the creditor for you that is going to make it possible to where you're not up at night fretting if you can make your car payment on a month-to-month basis. That means something. That's going the extra. It's not just some number to them. Oh, we hit this number of this inventory this month. Uh Uh-uh. It's we want people to come back because they trust us, because... They know we have their back. That's the mantra at Greenway Kia West Palm Beach, and that's why I do business with them. Greenway Kia West Palm Beach, greenwaykiawestpalmbeach.com. Check out that selection, and check out the dealership, military trail, half mile south, the Palm Beach International Airport. Theo Dorsey's hanging out on Monday, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levica, Christina Costanza, and when we return, Canes fans, I don't know where we go from here. I, I just, I don't. But I do know where the Canes
1: aren't going, and I'll explain next. Ken Levicka Live, ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Levicka Live on ESPN 106.3. Here's Ken Levicka.
0: So, do we start to feel a little positive for the Dolphins? And what exactly has been going on the last few weeks with two eyes? Marcel Luis Jockey covers the Dolphins for ESPN NFL Nation. He joins us in just a couple of moments here on Ken Levick Alive, but I want to tell you about Pat Lawler of Lawler and Associates Personal Injury Attorneys, and you never know when you might need someone to represent you in a personal injury matter, whether it's an automobile accident, a motorcycle accident, a boating accident. It is tricky, and a lot of times you don't know where to go, and that's where Pat Lawler comes in, and I've known Pat Lawler for a long time. He's someone that wants to do the best he can for you because you earn that, and you deserve that. And that's Pat Lawler, Lawler & Associates Personal Injury Attorneys. If you have someone you need to represent you in a personal injury matter, I can't think of anyone else to go to than Pat Lawler, Lawler & Associates Personal Injury Attorneys. We're talking decades of trial experience, and he truly, undoubtedly Has your back. That's Lawler & Associates. Go to wanttolawyerup.com. Wanttolawyerup.com. Free consultation. That is Pat Lawler, Lawler & Associates, personal injury attorneys. Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX, Fox 29. I'm Ken Levicka, Christina Costanza. We're here until 1 o'clock on ESPN 106.3. And we've been talking about sports moments over the weekend that made you misty-eyed. We've heard a bunch of them. Both positive, happy tears, Mm. if you will. And then negative, those (laughs) <laughs> Sobbing tears. Those are. Do you? Are you an ugly crier, by the way, Tina? I don't think so. No, You think you're a <laughs> you're a pretty crier. It's like I'm you're told able to keep it I'm not enough?
3: an ugly crier. So okay. right. that's like I have a friend who's a she's yeah. an ugly like the, crier. it comes from the gut, like the. <laughs> like that yes yeah that's
0: ugly cry not good like i like to think i'm a a refined crier like maybe heaving chest a little bit but then wiping tears away and like i'm okay that's that's just how i cry everyone's different it's like a sneeze like my mother-in-law you think her head's about to explode and me i just like keep it nice and and quaint yeah. If you like will. Little, A-cough, A-cough. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we've had some we've had some some happy crying, some sad crying. What sports moment over the weekend it made you misty eyed? Like Aaron Rodgers as he walked off the field at Lambeau. eight 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 seven six zero three seven seven six eight 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 seven six zero three seven seven six 3776. 3776. I know there were some Dolphins fans that were misty eyed, including myself watching Tua come in and I think send a little bit of a message, including to his head coach Thursday night as the Dolphins took out the Ravens and joining us here as he does every week is Marcel Louis-Jacques. He is the Dolphins reporter, NFL Nation ESPN, and uh, he can follow him on Twitter. He is a master tweeter, by the way, at Marcel underscore LJ. <laughs> Marcel, uh, when is the last time you had a good cry, either happy or sad, with a sports moment?
5: Oh, man. Uh... Actually this this past weekend on Sunday, man, when I realized that I could just sit on my couch and watch football all day. I don't have to uh-huh. I don't have to drag my butt all the way to Miami Garden. Uh-huh. Yeah, I was so, I teared up a little bit.
0: How does how does Marcel louis Jacques spend an off weekend in season? I,
5: I- with some Publix fried chicken, a little bit of OG, and an adult beverage, uh, OJ, cool. and an adult
2: beverage, yes, and couch, man. Yep, that <laughs> sounds like a weekend, man. <laughs> he said OG. Oh, I was like, whoa, whoa, Marcel. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I wouldn't judge that, man. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't
0: judge like that. <laughs> uh, Marcel, I want to, I want to ask you how you consumed Thursday night with Jacoby Brissett getting injured. And then looked like he was good to go and come back in, and Brian Flores on the sideline emphatically saying, Tua, get out on the field. But he wasn't well enough to play the previous weekend against the Texans and wasn't well enough with that finger to start against the Ravens. So was there a little benching involved in addition to finger injury for Tua? How do you consume that?
5: I I can't comprehend that Tua was benched for his, his play, at, at least, because he was, besides that Bills game, which was bad for for most people, uh, he, he was playing some of the best football of his career, so I don't think it was performance-based. I think he was injured. I think I think Brian Flores handled it a little awkwardly. Um, you know, you heard him on Monday say that he doesn't want us to turn this into any sort of controversy. That's kind of, we didn't do that, though. We don't we don't do that. You do that by, yeah. by benching, not benching, but by not starting your starting quarterback. Yeah. Uh, if you can put the pads on, you can play. And that's this is the NFL, right? Like if you can pad up, if you're good enough to be a backup, then you're good enough to start. To help wise. So it, it was always a, a pretty confusing uh, decision. But you heard Ravens players say that there just felt to be an energy shift when Tua entered the game. And, and I, I think it's, I, I'm, I'm glad that they said that because I felt it from the press box, but I didn't want to, I didn't want to be too corny about it, but <laughs> it, it, there was, you can, you can always tell that this team plays a little differently when Tua is, is in the game, because with all due respect to Jacoby Brissett, who, you know, I, I, who is a, a funny person. He's a genuine person. As a this season, it felt like he's been either asked or he's just doing it on his own accord to manage a game Mm -hmm. and when Tua is in there it just feels more aggressive it feels like uh you know it it feels like okay somebody on this team is trying is doing everything he can to win and you know not to say that Jacoby hasn't isn't but with Tua it just feels like it a little bit more so uh you know I I, I think that the whole finger gate thing is dead (laughs) that's
2: canceled so Marcel it's gonna be Tua moving forward I have a question about that because a lot was made over the fact that his teammates didn't vote him captain and a lot of that kind of stuff. Like, people acted like the Dolphins inside the locker room didn't respect him enough or didn't like him enough. Is that kind of wiped away when you see them kind of galvanize around him um, in a similar way that the Panthers galvanized around Cam Newton? Had to slide that in there. Well done, Theo.
5: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, like, you you don't have to, to like or look up to the guy to know that he gives you your best chance to win. So you know, without confirming or denying what's going on in the Dolphins' locker room, you know, you know, you know who's the better player. Mm. And, and right now, two is the are per se. And man, I, I feel for Jake Douglass, the practice squad quarterback, because Brian <laughs> Flores basically said, "Even a Tua that can't throw and a Jacoby that can't walk is better than us using a call up here." So I think that, uh you know, I, I think that Tua gives them the best shot to win. The Dolphins know that. I think it's, it's abundantly clear now. Uh, not to say that Jacoby was, you know, had them in a hole. They were winning when Tua got in the game. Uh, it, it just it, it felt a little bit different. You know, sometimes what's understood doesn't really need to be explained or can't be explained. Yeah, and I think this is one of those cases.
0: Marcel Louis Jacques again, NFL Nation, ESPN reporter at Marcel underscore LJ on Twitter. One final thing here, Marcel. We saw Brian Flores for the first time really. Completely confound Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. What they did Thursday, what that defensive scheme was, was brilliant. And you are all over it, but a cover zero, 43 plays of that, unheard of. We've never seen that in NFL history. And perhaps it's a roadmap moving forward with some alterations on how to shut down the Ravens. It was brilliant. That is Brian Flores' awesome defensive mind. But that combined with this weird way that he's handled the quarterbacks, which is as sloppy as I've ever seen in my lifetime. What do we make of Brian Flores, the head coach?
5: You know, I think that Flores is, uh, it, it, it almost feels like he is heart-set on treating the quarterback like any other position on the team.
0: That's a great way uh, to put it.
5: And, and, and you, it dates back to last year when he kind of calls in the closer with Brian Fitzpatrick. Nobody does that. That's not, that's not a thing in, in football, period. Yeah. Nevertheless, the NFL... Nevertheless, a guy that you took with the number five overall pick. So I, I think that just – it, it was Brian being Brian there on on Thursday. But, man, that defensive game plan, I said hang it in the Louvre put it in the Hall of Fame. It was brilliant. It was brilliant. Uh, the Ravens managed to score 10 points. You know, the, that 99-yard drive happened with the with the help of a couple of questionable rough-in-the-passer calls. Uh, other than that, man, they were, they were stifled completely uh, 24 times. The, the the Dolphins stacked the line of scrimmage with defensive backs. They showed cover blitz or cover zero blitz 20 times. They actually pressured him and sent defensive backs. That's the first time Lamar has seen any of those in that number. I mean, they just threw something at him that he had never seen before. And they have the horses to do it. When you have four safeties that you can rotate like that, and all of them are capable of rushing the passer, then why not use them? To your advantage, like that's where the strength in, in your defense lies, uh, and they use them to do a little bit of everything there on Thursday. I thought it was it was actually it was just what this team needed, man. Uh, as they they enter this pretty easy stretch of the season, uh, I'm actually I'm going to put an asterisk on on the word easy. It depends on just how good the Panthers can mm-hmm. be with Cam Newton back at quarterback. He found it. Uh, with, <laughs> Yeah, with Sam Darnold at quarterback, that was a dub. With PJ Walker at quarterback, you know we'll see, we'll see. Cam Newton is, is a completely unknown yep. at that point just because of the emotional charge he'll bring to that team if he's healthy. So, uh, but they still play the Jets twice. They still play the Giants. I'm convinced that they know how to beat teams that they should beat again. Uh, the Jags game, the Falcons game, the Colts game. have me be wondering, you're like, are y'all really ready to beat the teams that you should win on paper, to win the matchups that you should win on paper? Now I'm convinced that not only can they win the games that they should, as they showed against the Texans, But now they can even overachieve a bit and win something that they shouldn't, like they did Thursday against Baltimore.
0: And Dolphins fans need to be anti-49ers the rest of the way. That means tonight, go Rams. Let's go, Odell. Let's go. Marcel, appreciate it. Awesome stuff as always. Thank you so much.
5: Of course. Thanks for having me on, y'all. Talk to you next week.
0: All right, Marcel Louis-Jacques again, NFL Nation reporter, ESPN, covering the Dolphins, doing a great, great job, as always, not only on this show but also at ESPN.com, at Marcel underscore LJ on Twitter, at Marcel underscore LJ. When we return, Canes fans, I know you're asking for something and you're not going to get it. Also, someone's going to get it from Theo Dorsey, because Troll Theo is coming out, as he does, every single Monday. Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. Christina Costanza, I'm Ken Levick, and I'm live on ESPN
1: 106.3. Time now for the coolest moment of the week. Cool. Cool, yeah.
3: The coolest moment of the week is brought to you by EDS Air Conditioning.
0: The coolest moment of the week. Yes, uh, providing a spark for the Dolphins. That was cool. That was cool, beating the Ravens. What was even cooler, though, and kind of funny, was seeing Kansas go into Austin, Texas, and beat the Longhorns 57-56 with a walk-on tight end, making the game-winning two-point conversion catch. And what was the coolest part about this is Kansas going for two on the road in Austin for the kill. If you're a football fan and don't love that, well then you're not a football fan or you're a Texas fan.
2: Right. I was about to say, yeah. There's only one football fan that yeah. didn't like it. <laughs>
0: that, that is the essence of college football right there. How could you not love that? And that was the coolest moment of the week brought to you by EDS Air Conditioning. EDS is, yes, EDS Air Conditioning. They take care of all of your AC needs and your plumbing needs as well. Whether your AC just shuts down or it's starting to sputter a little bit, you're concerned about it, or you've been up north for the entire summer, you come back down and that thing's just not turning on, uh, you're going to need it. Because it's going to be in the 80s all the rest of the week. Oh, it's cool. This is great. Ah, not so fast. EDS air conditioning. EDS is yes. Go to EDSAirconditioning.com. They've been doing it since 2006, and they're a train comfort specialist. It's hard to stop a train. They're using the best equipment. They work around you. The appointment times, they don't want to hold you hostage. They want to know what you've got going on so they can try and organize around you. That's EDS air conditioning. That's what sets them apart. EDS is yes. EDSAirconditioning.com. Again, that is EDS air conditioning. I want to talk real quick about the Canes before we get to troll Theo. Miami's lost to Florida State, obviously disappointing, Mm. okay? Uh, I don't think that there's any excuse for Manny Diaz any longer. The clock management at the end of the game was absolutely brutal. There was a complete lack of wherewithal about what the Canes should do. Giving up a fourth and 14, hey Manny, that's your side of the ball, brother, and your side of the ball has been the Achilles heel for Miami the last two years. That tells you something when the guy running the team who took the defensive play calling duties back still can't get it right. This is not tenable. Manny Diaz is not tenable as the head coach at Miami. And when I see guys like uh, Kevin Robbins, who I hold his Canes uh, acumen in very high esteem, uh, and uh, someone who I, I consider an expert when it comes to the Canes, bailing on Manny Diaz, it's time to bail on Manny Diaz. Here's the problem. Where do you go from here? What's going to be the, 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 the plan that keeps the most players in Coral Gables? And you're going to get a mass exodus if you fire Manny right now. Mm. Maybe you do let Brett Rat Lashley go the rest of the season, but that would have happened already by this Monday if Miami was intent on getting rid of Manny Diaz. So seeing that it hasn't happened yet, I have a weird feeling he might be back next year. I don't think that's a good idea, but I also don't think that Miami right now is interested in making a coaching change. I've seen a lot of, what about Lane Kiffin? What about Lane Kiffin? (laughs) Let's throw the bag at Lane Kiffin. That's fine. You can throw the bag at Lane Kiffin, but guess who can throw a bigger bag? Well, for one, Ole Miss, where he's currently employed. In the SEC, where, trust me, firsthand knowledge, someone who worked with Lane for several years, that was always the place he wanted to go, was the SEC. Not Coral Gables, not the ACC Coastal, but the SEC, and he's there, and he's competitive, and he still has a chance to go to the SEC championship game. You know who else has a bigger bag? LSU. Mm. If Lane Kiffin's people, Jimmy Sexton, his agent, starts putting out feelers, starts putting out feelers for what they're going to do, starts putting out feelers for, hey, maybe Lane's interested in talking, guess who's going to get wind of that? Miami, but also LSU. Miami. Miami but also Penn State if James Franklin goes, Miami, but also USC. All of them can pay a bigger, quote, bag than Miami. That'll be a fun fit, though. It would be a fun fit, and it's also never going to happen. <laughs> oh, but he's got a home in Boca. You know how many college football coaches have a home in South Florida? It doesn't mean a damn thing. Get your mind off Elaine of Kiffin. Sorry, not happening. Time now for some Troll Theo. Theo Dorsey every single week. He has his sight set on, well, his friends who are losing in fantasy football, mm. his friends whose teams are losing, and he'll FaceTime him. Look him straight in the eye and say, ha, eat that. You Want to know why? Because he's cruel, and I like it, and he's a troll, and he's troll Theo
2: on a Monday on Ken Levick Alive. Who are we talking about, Theo? Well, Ken, you know, usually I direct my ire at the players or the teams or, you know, or my, my friends, but this time I'll direct my ire at those who I don't know so personally but they felt so attacked to let their feelings know on Twitter mm. and elsewhere. Uh, I, I know you thought you got rid of him. I know you thought that the guy was gone after the Panthers gave up on him and then the Patriots gave up on him and then he wasn't vaccinated. But guess what? He's back. <laughs> and to all of the Cam Newton haters, there's always there's reasons for you to be mad, Rich. right? There's, there's reason. So some of you don't like him because he's handsome and maybe he's your wife's favorite player, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe you're a little jealous. Mm-hmm. Uh some of you don't like him because maybe he's just a black man that's good at his sport and he's letting you know about it. Amen. Right? And some of you just don't like him because maybe you uh, you know, you were on the other side of some defeats. But Cameron Newton is back and I'm going to laugh in your face a little bit because you got to deal with him for the rest of the year in a place that supports him with the Carolina Panthers. Cam Newton back on a good football team. He's going to be in your face. He's going great, to deliver great quotes in the press, post-game press conferences. And also, he's going to score touchdowns on your favorite team. Cam Newton's back. Deal with it. Save your little tweets and your little, ah, I'm so hurt. He's so offensive. Oh, how's he back in the league? He's back in the league because he's good. Cam Newton's back. Deal with it. Theo Dorsey on that bully pulpit, and it feels so right.
0: And I hope Cam takes his helmet off after every damn I touchdown to let you know about it. Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX, Fox 29. Thank you, brother. I appreciate it. Always a good time. He'll be back on Monday. Christina, you have a date with me in less than two hours. Yes. 3 o'clock with the home team. I'm Ken Levicka. thanks for listening. Good to be back. We were live on ESPN 106.3. Bye-bye.